Top, top, top of the morning, the afternoon, and the evening to you, whoever you may be, wherever you may be watching, looking, listening. It's your boy Ant Mo, trapping out of Bando. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me eat with your big baby. Welcome to Wayne's World. It's my middle name. I'm talking about the Halloweeniacs who are back, live and living color. Appreciate you guys. Welcome. For those of you who are listening for the first time, you come on back right now, yeah? You know how you do the boys do it up in the hall now, boy. And, uh, bro, I'm just waiting on my income tax. I ain't gonna hold you. You know what I'm talking about? I'm just, I'm just passing the time to my income tax drop. <laughs> but, uh, nah, man, listen, for those of you who may be wanting to know what the Wayne's World Podcast is about, don't go no further, don't press stop, don't unsubscribe, don't do none of that. Because this podcast is a real-life podcast for real-life people. Point blank and de period. You know what I'm saying? Like, once again, life is complex. How we move, how we think. How we live is so different. We're not pegged to one different thing, so I don't want to make my podcast about one specific thing. So if it has to be about one specific thing, it will be about life. You know what I'm talking about? So whether that is race, religion, sports, you know, some hot topics, you know, relationships, I want to cover the whole gambit. And I don't think that it would be fair for somebody to tell me to do otherwise. So that's what it is. So what is today's topic about? My father failures. Uh, I am the father of a 13-year-old and a seven-month-old. The gap is humongous. And uh, I've learned a lot from my 13-year-old, but I'm also still learning a lot from my seven-month-old. And so there are some good, some bads that I want to cover with you guys and let you into my life, my situations that I've dealt with, things that I've done right, things that I've done wrong as a father. So... You guys stick around and we will get into that today. Uh, if you guys want to give me some topic suggestions, you want to give me some feedback, elevatedsense87 at gmail.com. If you would like to leave me a voice memo on the Anchor app, please, by all means, uh, that will be anchor.fm forward slash Wayne's World Podcast. You can donate there as well if you want to help upgrade your boy on some things. I'm not forcing anybody to do anything. This is just me throwing out some helpful suggestions to upgrade what I'm doing. Or if you just want to leave a voice memo, anchor.fm forward slash Wayne's World Podcast. Um, and the Patreon is live. We're going to take a mall, a, 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 mall, a small minor break. Yeah. And when we come back, we are going to get into you're going to get these sports. You know what I'm talking about? See you guys in a little bit. Peace. And we back, and we back, and yeah, yeah, hey, listen, and we back, and we back, and yeah, check me out, yeah, this ain't no intro, this that entree, did that intro with Kanye and sound like Andre, trying to turn my baby mama to my fiance, you know what I'm talking about, shout out to that boy Chance, yeah, yes sir. And you know you're going to get them sports, bruh. You're going to get these sports, bruh. And so, my question is, so y'all been checking out that D-Wade and his son? Y'all been checking out that D-Wade and his daughter? Y'all been checking out D-Wade and his daughter, son? Y'all been checking out D-Wade and his son, daughter? Y'all been checking out D-Wade and his daughter? Y'all been checking out D-Wade and his done? I, I, I don't know, Kim, folks. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you and I'm not going to hold you, but this is 
a very, 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 very interesting situation. See, because part of the uproar is that the culture we live in, where everyone has their own opinion and is a thug behind a keyboard. See, we did this to ourselves. And I say we because we've all went on rants on social media about the stuff that was going on right next to us in our own household. We just saw somebody on TV and then went to Instagram and went to Facebook and went to Twitter and we didn't got them Twitter fingers and we didn't went in on somebody before. And see, when you give somebody the license to come into your household by the things that you post, by the lifestyle that you decide to live, right or wrong, in whoever's eyes, whether that's God's eyes, your mama's eyes, or your eyes, you allow these things to happen. D-Wade, you are the blame for this, my guy. Because if, you know, and apparently the, the word is, for those of you who do not know, D-Wade has a son. I believe it is his youngest son. He's 12 years old. His name used to be Zion. It's now Zaya. He used to be a boy. He wants to be a girl. Um, They have been on Good Morning America, The Ellen Show. They have been very open and honest about this situation and how they championed their son, Gabrielle and D-Wade, I'm talking about, for his sexuality, for his choice. D-Wade has been has said that he is our leader, that my child is our leader. Now, he's young now, but when he gets older, he'll be able to speak and lead people. Ah, you know, okay, whatever. You know, you do with that what you must, but, you know, the reality is we live in a YOLO culture. We live in a YOLO world, a Tejo society. You only live once and to each his own. But, 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 but if we live in that culture, why do y'all, why do y'all feel the way that y'all feel? If we live in that culture where anybody can do what anybody wants to do, it's a hedonistic society, meaning that people chase after their pleasures. They do what fulfills them in life, whatever makes them happy. Why does anybody have anything to say about how this man chooses to raise his child? Is it because deep down in your little, your little uh, empty souls you found a conscience? Is that what it is? Because otherwise I can't understand why for the life of me, the society that we live in with these people who are so free-spirited and everybody is just do what you want and do what you feel, that you guys are so, so in an uproar about this man allowing his son to become a girl. You see, because when Caitlyn Jenner was doing it, y'all didn't have nothing to say. Everybody was, go, live your life. But now, oh, no, not D-Wade's son, daughter, he, he, she, she, he, her, him. Like, now everybody has something to say. Is it possibly, might I proffer that, it's because you guys know that there really is a right and a wrong in life. That all these gray areas that you guys try to make at times doesn't really exist. Is that, is that is, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even saying that that is exactly the case here, but it is the case. And I'm just wondering what you guys think about this. Because, once again, you did this. Your liberalness did this. How do you feel about it? Yeah.
Now, I speak very tongue-in-cheek when I say that you guys are dead souls who found a conscience. I, I'm not serious here, but I, I just find it very interesting that in today's society, we don't care much about what people do as long as it doesn't affect our way of life. It's called apathy. We act like we care about a lot of stuff, but as long as it doesn't come to your front step, See, 10 people can die around you from flu, from SARS, from outbreaks. As long as it doesn't affect you, as long as it doesn't come close to touching one of your babies or, you know, whatever it may be, we don't care. And I think that as soon as people get real about that, they don't really care. Some People just like shock value. That's why I'm so shocked that there was such an uproar. I mean, Boosie saying, don't cut the boy penis off him. You know, young thug who has been known to wear dresses and skirts and handbags and makeup and weave. Said God don't make no mistakes. But you know, do you? Really, young thug? Because you everybody said you were gay. You said you don't believe in gender. So why does it matter what D. Wade's son does? This is just devil's advocate. I haven't even given my perspective. I just, I'm just looking at what you guys have placed before us and wondering what is it that you want when you set the standard. When you make gray areas, when you set a standard that says, I won't be on this side or this side, I'm gonna be right in the middle. You can't pick to go to the left or the right all of a sudden because you feel so impassioned about it. Or when you do make that decision, be prepared to get slaughtered like you do other people when they got something to say about Beyonce or Jay-Z or any popular person in culture who makes decisions that people don't agree with. What is my perspective, you say? Um, I would be the first to tell you that I am a Bible-believing man. This is my platform. I get to say what I want when I want to. If you do not like that, I totally respect it and understand it. You don't have to listen, but I encourage you to stick around. That man can do whatever he wants with his child. He can allow his child to make whatever decisions that he wants to because he's responsible for that child. And he has to give an account for how he was responsible for that child. But I don't agree with it. And, and I think that in a world where we have freedom of speech, freedom to bear arms, all of these things, we so often jump down people's throats because their opinion is different from ours. It's the very, it's the most uncanny and weird thing ever that most, mostly it's people who have religious standpoints. Whether it's I don't think we should smoke or I don't think we should drink in public or we shouldn't have sex before marriage or whatever it may be. We have opinions and people jump down our backs about it. They jump down our throats for having an opinion and then once we express that opinion, now that gives you the license to tell us how dumb we are, how, how, how holier than thou we are as a believer. Even if we're quoting Bible, you, you, you tell us that we can't judge you and this is another thing as a Christian man I cannot judge somebody who does not believe what I believe judging is not looking down on somebody judging in the Bible in the right context is holding someone accountable I have the right to hold somebody accountable according to what we believe amongst each other 
I don't agree with this. Now I can now listen. To my knowledge, D Wade ain't no Christian. So why am I gonna waste my energy and my time to get so uproar in an uproar about what he's deciding to do this son? When you in Rome, you do what the Romans do because they have a different culture. You can choose to do it or not. We're in America. What does America really stand for these days? Don't waste your energy and time and efforts trying to defend or go against somebody who doesn't even see life through the same lens you do. You'll be better. You'll be better uh, suck starting a shotgun, Kim folk. I'm going to be honest with you. Then trying to get somebody to see your point of view in today's culture, because people are just going to do what they want to do anyway. But all I got to say is, if his mama call him Clay, I'm going to call him Clay, Kim folk. If his mama call him Clay, I'm going to call him Clay. <laughs> That's all I got to say about it. Yeah, y'all. <laughs> we back getting to the meat of it. You know what I'm talking about? My father failures. Now, I know some of y'all want to talk about this D-Wade thing all day long. You know what I'm talking about? La, 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 la. Long. You know what I'm talking about? Long way with it. We don't got all day to talk about that. At the end of the day, you got to make the best decisions for your family. And I am not the one to step in and try to say I'm the one to take care of his kid and make him, uh, make him do something that he don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like you set the foundation to have a relationship with your kids at a very young age and you train them up in the way they should go. So when they get older, they do not depart. That's the word. That's the good book, doctor. But other than that, you know, I can't tell that man what to do. But my problem with that is, this is just to end it before I go into the meat of it, my, for my father failures. But for those of you who act cowardice, and you try to make it and you try to completely ignore the word of God. Don't call yourself a believer. Because if you love God, then you cannot be okay with what he did. It's that simple. You cannot be okay with the father's stance. Because a kid at 12 years old does not know his foot from his butthole. Period. And for us to try to make it seem like Okay, so let your 12-year-old go get an apartment and live his life then. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. So you guys got to stop feeding into this stuff, man. Because y'all ain't going to do nothing but double talk yourself. And you know if this was your son or daughter, you'd have been calling them all type of names. You'd have been knocking them upside the head. You'd have been trying to throw holy oil on them. So we got to do better. But I, 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 I'm, I'm, as a matter of fact, I'm going to end that right there. And I'm going to come back and then we're going to get into my father failures because... You know, this is too much, man. So, yeah. Father failures. My father failures. Uh, so, this is, let's, let's just give you a little background. My daughter was born January 29, 2007. 7.47 p.m., she was 22 inches. She was 7 pounds, 11 ounces. She was an amazingly long-headed child, but she was beautiful. She was all mine. I smiled from ear to ear. Amira's dad, shout out to Yusuf. He, he was like, look at this boy. He can't stop smiling, and I couldn't because the only thing that I could ever imagine 
The only thing that I, I well, I'll say I couldn't have, have imagined being so proud to be a father in my lifetime, even though that's all I ever wanted as a kid. Have a family, be a good father. That was my, if I do that, I've reached my pinnacle. Um, got married when I was 19. Some of you guys have heard my testimony in some capacity, but got married when I was 19. Um, got divorced when I was 27. You know, the last year was pretty much a, a rolling hell hole that was tangible. We didn't celebrate anniversaries or nothing. It was just it was it was just a bad deal. But what happened in between that 19 and 27 is what's palpable here. You know, I was used to praying with my daughter at night, getting her up and getting her ready for school in the morning. I was used to, you know, taking her and dropping her off when I could. Uh, if when it wasn't being like, well, usually I would drop her, take her and drop her off at work, uh, off at school and just be a little late to work. It was no way around it. Um, I was used to just being there every day. I was the reason that my, and I'm not trying to take credit for this quote unquote. I'm just saying, I remember going and getting shot records and getting birth certificates, social security cards and all of that so that she could start pre-K three. And taking her to taking her and dropping her off every day. I just was super tangible in my daughter's life. And it meant the world to me. And so when you go from that to a weekend here, a weekend there, on and this is my fault. You know, I'm not saying like it was a time short like for the first year or so, I had my daughter every week, every other week for a week or something like that. You know, I didn't have money. I couldn't do much. I was staying at my um, coat, my old, my uh, she used to we used to call her mom, but I was staying as an Nova's house at the time, and so you know, I I was able to not worry about having much to pay for or take care of at the time. But it was that was oh that was better. But then it just got to a point where I actually got a better job, but it required more of my time and my efforts, and it's been a struggle ever since. So, um, she's 13 now. When we got divorced, it was what, March 15th, 2015? March 5th. Because I remember the next weekend, it was like uh, St. Patty's Day. And I got drunk out of my mind. Like, I was out of there. Like, I was gone, chilling through the cone, you know what I'm talking about? Out of there, like, gone. I was not planning to get drunk like this, but I did. And I think it was just really coping and dealing with myself. I was very ashamed to be divorced, even though I felt it was the best move for me personally, you know, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Um, The ramifications of what that meant for me as a father is what I think has caught up to me. Um. In all candor, I feel like my daughter feels like she doesn't need me anymore. You know, I think, you know, in her growing up and being 13, do I think she loves me? Yes. But I feel like my absence at times, whether it be for a month or two weeks or whatever, you know, without calling or texting at certain times, I feel like she's in her mind. She just feels like she has everything she needs. And um, it is very disparaging. It, it is disheartening as a man 
you know, I, I feel like, I feel like oftentimes, even when I do do something that it's not enough, I feel like I could always do more. I stay up at night worrying, wondering what I can do to do better, you know, without the help that my ex has, you know what I'm saying? A family and friends, etc. I want to dance with somebody. I want to feel the heat with somebody. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, yo. We back in this thing. You know what I'm talking about? Um, so, what I put down is like, I wanted to be specific in where I got it wrong and then where I got it right. Alright, so if y'all give me some time, let me lay this out for you. Where I got it wrong. Failure to constantly communicate and stay connected with not only who she was or what I have known her to be, but also who she is or what who she was and is becoming. In my mind, no matter how old my daughter was getting, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, in my mind, she's still a baby. I can never see her. I don't care how beautiful she is, and she's the most gorgeous child. I'm, I'm not even kidding you. But what I was failing to realize is that she is going to grow up regardless. She don't got time to wait on me to get my stuff together. She don't got time to wait on me to get a better job. She don't got time for me to, you know, say, just give me one more weekend. Or, man, I mean, the reality of it has hit me so tremendously. It feels like a 10-pound weight. I mean, a 10-ton pound weight. That don't even sound right, Kim Folk. A 10-ton weight on my chest. A 10-ton pound weight. How about type of scissors that make? But no, if, if it feels like the weight of the world on me. Because the, the last thing that I would want, the thing that would make me bawl my eyes out is for her to not respect me in a way to, to, to not listen to the things that I present to her as that fatherly figure in her life. Um... Uh, to be honest with you, at times I've struggled to provide for her, you know, because I just didn't have it. I was a security guard for two and a half years and it didn't barely pay my rent, let alone, you know, put shoes on her feet or clothes on her back. So my ex and the dude she was with at the time had to play a far greater role than I ever could. And that that did bring me to tears at a time. Um my boy TJ had asked me, "Well, how, what what keeps you from getting down on yourself? What make what what keeps you from not feeling bad or or just taking it to the extreme? There is nothing. I do still get down on myself. I do still feel bad. I do still feel like I'm failing her as a father, day after day. And it it, it can make you get to a point where you feel like, well, what's the point of even trying? Like you might as well just." But then it's like, nigga, if you don't shut up and stop allowing the enemy to penetrate you with lies from the pit of hell, that is your daughter. She loves you. She looks forward to talking to you, but she's growing up. She's maturing. So I, I failed to I failed to not see her for who she was and where she and, and who she had been. I, it, I or I only saw her for that. I didn't see her for who she was is and was becoming at the time like presently as she was maturing and where she's even at right now the second excuse me the second thing to avoid toxic contact between me and her mom 
I stayed silent about things. That's cowardice. Oftentimes, I may not have agreed with something, but I felt because I didn't, I wasn't bringing something to the table that my voice wouldn't be heard. And it's not to say that that wasn't true. It's kind of true, but it's, it's not totally true. And that's for other reasons that we can get into another time. That's not the, the, the topic at hand. But um, don't ever fail to speak into your child's life or to be the, the voice of reason or connect, correction because you don't want to deal with the ramifications from ex-wife or baby's mom, whatever. Because your child is what's at stake. You and her, him and her, they y'all can get over that. Y'all can work through that, but in the meantime, keep the main thing the main thing and be what that child needs you to be for her. Third thing, I have only ever wanted to be a good father and I allow my pursuit of success, better job, outside ventures to draw a wedge. So working in the name of her became, wait, so working, working in the name of her in vain became in vain because the result wasn't more relationship with her. Wow, that's deep. When we come back from the break, we're going to get into that. Okay, so we're going to get right into it with that. I said, working in the name of her became in vain because the result wasn't more relationship with her. Oftentimes, as fathers, we think that if we could just make enough money, if we could just work a little harder this weekend, if we could just do this, if we could just do that, that we will be able to be what our, our kids need. A lot of the time, we are feeling that pressure from the spouse, the ex-spouse, or the whatever, the baby mom, or the baby's father, or whoever has custody, or joint, whoever's the primary custodial parent, or people who tell you, you know, what you need to do, or what you got to look forward to in this process, when the reality is, Oftentimes, my daughter just needed me to be present. My daughter still just needs me to be present. Now, money does matter now. Let's not be stupid here or, or be, you know, I don't know the word I'm trying to say, but let's not devalue the fact that you need money to keep her in good clothes, keep her in good shoes, keep her with a phone that she loses or breaks every six months. To, you know, she likes, she wants to go shopping and she wants panties and underwear now because she's growing into a young woman. You know, it's, there's just so much. And so now I've struggled with finding the balance of, I got to work to pay these bills. This job is really confining me. Even if I just worked till eight o'clock, till, till four o'clock, four thirty every day. She get out of school at a certain time. That means I would still have to depend on somebody to go pick her up or a mom to pick her up. And if hopefully she has step or cheer practice. And if she does, then maybe her mom's going to take it to that anyway. Or maybe it's at the school. It's just a whole thing. And so I, I have allowed my pursuits to do better to turn me into the deadbeat in a sense. Not fully a deadbeat because I'm not saying I'm a deadbeat. I don't think nobody would say that. But the absenteeness. I've allowed that to happen because I was trying to better myself. Sometimes, brother, we need to take a pay cut. If it means that you spend more time with your with your daughter or your son, with your family, maybe we need to lower our standard of how we're living. But what we don't need to do is lower the quality of relationship that we're having with the people around us that we love. And in this instance, my child. 
So that's what I got wrong is, is neglecting to communicate throughout the hardships, um, exchanging time for money because that was the best way for me to better myself, avoiding speaking up at times because I was, you know, wary of altercations that I may have with my ex. All of those things have been detrimental to the relationship with my child. Not to mention if, you know, as, as, as time or space continues to be an issue, it becomes normal. So now she gets used to you not being around or not calling or not texting or, or just not being reliable or dependable. Like I'm, I, uh, you know, I'm not saying I'm all of those things, but I'm just telling you the, the real life scenario that many men deal with, you know what I'm saying? In breaking up a home or wanting to do better and bettering themselves, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, when I come back, we're going to get into what I got right. I don't believe I've got a lot of things right, but I have got some things right. And so I want to kind of go into detail on those. We'll get into the momentous moment and then we will shut this thing down. My father failures when I come back, what I got right. Yay! Okay, so what I got right. I have constantly attempted to model Jesus in her life by the way I conduct myself outside of having her little sister outside of marriage. <laughs> All right. So I'm trying to read this because I want to make sure that I, I, I was able to give you all tangible things. But basically, I'm saying no matter what has been going on in my life, I've tried to demonstrate what it was like to be Jesus in physical form. Not exactly him, but I mean, as a father to love and to pr protect and provide for, you know, to model how I act and how I treat her. But I did have a child out of wedlock. So in that regard, it's tough because it's like, yeah, dad, I hear all this stuff you're saying, but ain't, you ain't married to Danny. So what happened? It's one of those things. So um, it's just life, bro. We're not, I'm not going to beat myself up about that. Like, you know, it happens. I'm not going to beat myself up too much. You know, I'd want to be the utmost example, but in prayer and loving on her and the way I talk to her and challenging her even, I have done a good job of that. Doesn't mean I'm perfect because that's never the goal, but I've done a good job of that. And I don't think anybody could say any different. Um, I check in quarterly to have in-depth conversations about where she is going and where her head is at. It's very important that if you don't check in any other time, I, I try to do it more often, but quarterly, if nothing else, every three months. Hey, let's have a dinner or, or let's go sit down. Let's go talk. Like, tell me about your friends you got now. What's, what's going on? What's in that head of yours? And I find my way of relating to her in a way where she is open with me to discuss things. I'm not trying to sell the picture that there's a complete wall between me and my daughter because it's not. But I feel at times that I don't know nothing about this new person that she's turning into. And that's what I don't want to miss out on. I can't do anything about the past. I can't do anything about a week ago or a year ago. I can't. Ten years ago. But what I can do is be a better father right now. And I can check in with you. And I can say, how are you doing? I love you. You're special. I believe in you. You're a leader. You're amazing. You're beautiful. You know, what is it that you need? Do you need some more shoes? What do you need? 
and 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 love her for free as pastor as pastor says what else i feel i do right uh so i constantly attempt to model jesus um i check in quarterly and i love on her and make her laugh often the best thing that we can do as fathers is love on these kids period make her laugh like let it be a, a healthy fun environment around you because if you don't they're not gonna want to be around you i remember being her being four years old being i'm angry i'm always being kind of mean because that's just where i was at in my life at that time and she would cry because she would rather go drive in a car with her mom than be stuck with me and i made a decision in my life i was never gonna put her through that again what else? Let's get through these things because we're going to run out of time. Even though it's my top podcast, I can do whatever time I want to. I don't want to hold you. Um, I said, I make some type of communication with her however I can express my love and to check in. Not perfect, and, it's still making, and it still makes me feel very absentee. So basically I'm saying I text. I mean, in a perfect world, she would be face-to-face in front of me. But I call her. I FaceTime her. I try to do it often, daily. You know, sometimes I just forget because I'm imperfect. But my goal is to always let her know I'm thinking about you. You're on my mind. I love you. I'm coming to pick you up. I'm going to text her or, or FaceTime and let her know I want to take you to dinner. Nice restaurant. I want you dressed up, looking like your normal pretty self. You know, doing everything I can so that she knows she's special. You're not regular. Stop. Don't chase after nobody. You need to worry about maturing and getting yourself prepared to grow into the young woman that God wants you to be. That's just where I want her head to be. And lastly, um, I just encourage you guys to not let any circumstance, no baby mama, no restraining order, no child support stop you from loving on your kids and being there. Shout out to Lenny Williams because Lenny is a great father, man, and he will run through a wall to make sure he can be there for his kids. And that is hella important you know what i'm saying shout out to all the good dads be encouraged stay humble stay loving on your kids no matter what yeah man it's time for the momentous moment we bring all of this to a culmination to a close we wrap this thing up as always we do our housekeeping I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Listen, seriously, for anybody who has still got their ears glued to this, to your headphones or to your MacBook, we got people that have listened from all around the globe, and uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. You don't understand. If you don't do anything else, Apple Podcasts, give me five stars. Please go find Wayne's World Podcast on Apple Podcasts right now. Even if you weren't listening to it, if you have an iPhone, give me five stars. If you go to Google Podcasts or you go to Podcast, or Overpod or Overcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, if there's a way to give me the top-notch rating, please do it. We are trying to be elevated in our little bitty, you know, humble podcast that we got and we're trying to grow. You can always, always email me at elevatedsense87 at gmail.com. You can leave a voice memo in the Anchor app. You can donate in the Anchor app. I need help. 
And if you get help me, I would greatly appreciate it. One dollar, five dollar, ten or more. Oh, yeah, amen. Oh, bless his name. You can send me four hundred. You can send me six hundred. It's going to go to use. I need to upgrade the studio. I need to do better. And so for whatever the reason y'all been rocking with your boy, y'all are a godsend. Um, to recap, D Wade can do whatever he wants with his son. It's his son. I can feel however I want to feel as well, though. And you can too. But just understand that when you put your family out there, people have a right to an opinion. Because they can. They can say what they want, they can do what they want. When you offer your opinion, people have the right to a rebuttal or a response. It's a free country. Technically, kind of, not really. But you can say what you want if you're white. Because <laughs> you can't say what you want if you're black. And I'm, not, I'm not, a, not trying to make this a race thing, but all I'm saying is for every action, there's an equal reaction. And when you decide to say something, people can dig up your past. They can go drag you for your tweets from 10 years ago when you didn't know no better before you came to the Lord or whatever. It matters how you present yourself, your life, your family. Be very careful. Guard your life. Keep your network popping, like my boy Believe Mel says. Um, and as a father, I've done a lot of things right and wrong, but it's not stopped me from desiring to be a better father. If I could sum up that whole thing as a whole, I just desire to be the best father I can. And, you know, my daughter may disappoint me greatly one day, make horrible decisions, but I'm not going to stop loving her. And D Wade. Deserves the right to love his child, whether he wants to be called Zaya or Zion. I'm not saying I agree with it. Lord knows I am not saying that. But I am saying as a father, you have to love your kids. And and God the Father loves y'all. And some of y'all out here, wrong with two left shoes, can folk. But he still loves you. And so just keep that in mind as, you know, even in your disagreeing of how he makes decisions or your indifference, your apathy for just, well, it ain't my son. Yeah, but what if it is? So just keep that in mind because a whole lot of y'all going to be talking a different tune if y'all were placed in that situation. I want to get some feedback from you guys. What is my next, what should my next episode be about? Should it be about, uh, you know, a, a conversation between to me and black men to, and another black man or black men, men as a whole, or what? Like, I got a couple ideas, um, but I want to hear from you guys. I really, really, really want you guys to give me some feedback. Stop just idly listening. Go give me five stars. Go share the podcast. Check your boy out. Help me grow the page. Go donate if it's so is on your heart. If the Lord blesses you to want to bless me. I will accept it. I won't hold you, though. May the Lord keep you. I will see you guys next week. Um, remember, life is hard enough, so don't just live. Live elevated. Until next time, I love you guys. Peace.